Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When we last saw Jeremiah, he was in the mines, presumably in Oviedo, and following a series of delusions involving his brother, a glass man, and a peculiar group of men, Jeremiah was struck to the ground by a man who seemed vacant, like a husk of a man, and this drew the attention of several workers down in the mine. 
there are now eight of these unusual people moving towards you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you did track your own footsteps and realized that you entered through the middle tunnel behind you. Yeah. I believe you've decided to run through that tunnel. And straight ahead of you, that darkness is eerily welcoming. But you're hobbled and dazed, so... Wes, give me a dexterity roll to see how well Jeremiah is moving. Some concussed. <laughs> have we established in the past that I have like a song that Mr. Riggles can hear if I like sing it real loud? <laughs> and he could maybe come get me? I don't think you had one, but Mr. Riggles is out of earshot. All right, I'll give a dex roll. Ah, oh, I passed my dex roll. Okay, with a regular success, your move rate stays right where it is, and you have a bit of a head start here, though your chest is tight and your legs feel like rubber. Your limbs are just kind of slashing through the darkness. I'm being pursued through a tunnel. That's where I stand right now? Okay. Now, let me roll, and we'll see how well these workers are keeping up with you. They're kicking ass, aren't they? They're keeping pace. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Nothing spectacular. So far, you're doing well. You've kept your footing. You feel occasional water droplets bouncing off of your arms. And you can feel that group behind you. Their labored grunts and breathing are humming in your ear. Your eyes are tracking these walls. Maybe making sure they're not melting or something. You want to be sure you're not hallucinating. You can see wooden beams framing the exit from the mine, and the exit is glowing white hot from the sunlight. Fresh air is funneling in. I'm not going to do anything big. I just want to let you know I've drawn my gun. I have it in my hand. (laughs) I want it ready. I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. I'm done. I'll make a note. Thank you. Now, when you exit the tunnel, the sunlight is blinding. Your ears are ringing. You may have been in the mines longer than you realize. It's difficult to even keep your eyes open, but hopefully they'll adjust soon. Jeremiah's disoriented. Yeah, I was insane, and then I got knocked the fuck out. (laughs) Okay. There's no one else around except that group behind you. And, oh, they're gaining on you. Mm -hmm. You seem to have run out onto a plateau above the town. Mm -hmm. You see the church is seated on this plateau just ahead to your left, and straight ahead it looks like what might be the beginning of a stone staircase. And as you're taking this in, a strong wind across your face revives you a bit, and yeah, you're able to get your bearings now. How far did I run? Olvido isn't huge, but you certainly ran up and up to get to that mine opening, and that couldn't have been easy. Okay. It probably took Jeremiah 30, 45 minutes to get up here. Okay. So like a half mile at Jeremiah's clip? Yeah, probably so. I'm, I'm going to keep running. Okay. I, I recognize the church, right? Like, I, I know what that is. Yes, You never visited the church, but you did notice it as the focal point of the town, or at least what overlooks everything. And I know where the hotel is with respect to it, correct? 
Now this is a different vantage for you, but as you're crossing the plateau, you can see town below and you can even pick out the hotel. Okay, so I'm gonna run there so I can cut into town and hopefully run into my people at some point because I don't know where they are. That's gonna be my move. If you're choosing to go down the stairs and you do see them clearly now, this is a steep stone staircase with no railing. And I'm going to ask you for another dex roll for Jeremiah, just to see how you manage these stairs in your current state. And I'm going to roll for the people following you. All right, I got a 44 on the dex roll. Jeremiah is going to start down the stairs rather carefully and your legs are trembling and you do hear footsteps from above. Eventually, you do reach the bottom of the stairs, and you have maybe a hundred yards left to get to the hotel. Are you doing anything evasive, or just running straight for the hotel? I don't know if Jeremiah is particularly evasive here. I, I, I want to get, <laughs> I want to get into town. So if I get some distance, I can go in somewhere, and and, and be around people, and like, and I think Jeremiah probably needs to be somewhere social so if I could get to the restaurant or the hotel lot well I don't want to go to the hotel lobby because I, I I do remember I'm terrified of that so if I can get to like the tavern restaurant bar situation I, I think that that's my best chance to run into people okay you want to go to the angry bird saloon <laughs> fucking forgot that it was called that <laughs> Jeremiah's lungs are on fire and your eyes are stinging from sweat. I'm going to dip into the Angry Bird Saloon. All right, you walk through the Batwing doors at the saloon and it's empty again, except for Dust Devil, who's standing behind the bar. Hell yeah. Never <laughs> thought I'd be excited to see Dust Devil. All right. <laughs> He's watching you as you stumble through. Well, hey there, Pickaxe McGee. <sighs> Da, da, dust devil. Uh, 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 I'm being chased by, by miners. Am I in ERS? Not M I N O R S. Yeah? Uh, well, how old are they? They're, they're, <laughs> they're of age and pissed off. <laughs> um, please help me. Well, uh, can I pour you something, maybe? Uh, I've been working on the recipe for that newfangled drink. Um, yes, but also. <laughs> Help! Uh, where do you know where Johnny, Johnny, or father are, or Lance, or Sheriff? I can't say I recognize all of those names, but um, if you're looking for your friends, I ain't seen them since yesterday. I ain't seen them today. Are you lying to me? Well, no. <laughs> uh, give me a psychology roll on Dust Devil here. Okay. Oh, yeah, I failed the hell out of that. 97. <laughs> okay. You're not getting a good read, yeah. Yeah. His demeanor seems the same as the first time you met him. Okay. Can I take that drink crouch behind the bar and maybe you tell him I'm not here? Okay, sure. Just one thing. Why are these people chasing you? Don't worry about I don't know. I showed up there and they punched me in the face and I ran off. He looks behind you to see if there's anyone there. Then he looks back at you with a little bit of skepticism. Well, I don't see anyone. Why don't you just belly up to the bar and we can talk through it? No, I would like to. I would like to take knees behind the bar. 
Not belly up. I want to be under the bar. Away. Looks like you've worked up quite a sweat. How'd you get them cuts and bruises on your face, huh? Dust Devil, are you not understanding my urgency? All seems strange is all. Fine, fine. Uh, Get on back here and I'll make that drink for you. Okay, so yeah, Jeremiah's behind the bar and sipping on whatever they gave him. As you round the corner of the bar and approach Dust Devil, you'll notice the intonation changes in his voice. Mm -hmm. I told y'all to keep out of trouble. I tried to help you. You know them people chasing me? Well, I reckon I might. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dust Devil is stupid, Jeremiah? And it strikes you that this is the first time he's called you Jeremiah. What the hell are you doing poking around the mines? Now, let's see what Johnny and Father Flint are up to over in the mansion. You have your no. <laughs> You'll remember that Johnny's on the second floor inside the mansion, and he's staring into a room with mucus-lined walls that are oozing pus. There's a rocking cradle with something moving inside, and Nina, the little girl from the hotel, she's trimming the furniture with her mother's intestines. And her mother, Isabel, well... The way she craned her neck was maddening, and her wry smile seems to be widening now. Father, I, it's not Ellie. It's it's super not Ellie. Chuck, will you give me a sanity check for Johnny? Yeah, sure, I could do that. That seems right. Oh, I passed that one. That's an 11. That's a good time to pass, because there's a substantial amount of sanity at stake here. One would assume. (laughs) On the pass, I'll ask for a D4 for Johnny's sanity loss. Oh, that's a four. (laughs) Not going well on the sanity for how much I used to have way back in the day. How much was that? I had like 80. (laughs) I'm at 37. Okay, and Brandon, I'm assuming Father Flint took in some of this, but not all of it from back near the railing. Okay. Well, let's see how much you noticed. Can you pass a luck roll? It is a 46. So that's a no. Father Flint didn't take in the whole scene. He was too far away. But he did catch glimpses of that odd organic wall. And on the failed luck roll, you did see a girl pulling intestines out from a person's open stomach. Although it wasn't clear to you who this was. Give me a d6 roll for Father Flint's sanity loss, Brandon. I got a two. Okay, that could have been worse. Yeah. You both did take some sanity loss, so what are your involuntary reactions to this? Yeah, I think Johnny held it together just long enough to close the door stealthily before, like, sitting like a lump on the floor and audibly farts. (laughs) Not loud enough to alert anybody in the next room, but, you know. (laughs) Since you passed your sand check, I'll let it go undetected. 
without a roll. I heard it. Ooh, now Brandon, unfortunately with the two-point loss, Father Flint has lost one-fifth of his sanity in a single day. You're going to be indefinitely insane. Oh my god. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, here we go, baby. You'll be entering a bout of madness, and this is going to last until you've calmed your mind. Until I die. Right, yeah, right. Perhaps with a good night's sleep or a nice cup of tea. Now, Brandon, I think you'd agree that Father Flynn has not been the most pious man of God throughout the adventure, but <laughs> there's still something at Flint's core that is presumably Catholic. Just like in real life. Yeah, this is going to play to my strengths here. This is great. Yeah, Father Flint's guilt has been bubbling up for some time. Okay. And you've just let this sin and blasphemy continue. But now seeing the room, that was your line in the sand. Oh. You cannot allow this to go on. Father Flint, in your bout of madness, you want to help these people. You need to show them that they're on the wrong path. And only you can bring them back. Right. You'll feel quite passionately about this. This is your calling, finally. Save these people, Father. And I think a mania is going to accompany your bout of madness. And this will become an underlying part of who you are. This town, Olvido, it's unclean. And the people here are contaminated. You now have a compulsion, Father, to clean anything associated with this impiety. So should I start with the two that are in there currently? <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic idea. You definitely saw and heard a girl inside there, and it looked like someone else was in trouble. We gotta help her. We gotta help her. I don't think that we do. We gotta help her. We gotta help her. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that we shouldn't still. I'm, I'm feeling very strong about us not doing that. And Father, I need you to look me in the eyes. Mm. We have got to get Frosty here. We got to go get our friends. I don't care what's going on in that room anymore. Uh. I have put that behind me because I need to put that behind me. <laughs> Father, I assure you, you do not need to open this door. I'm as stealthily as possible in this bout of madness, trying to get my own look for myself at this point, knowing that there's someone in there that I could potentially save. <laughs> Wonderful. As he makes a move towards the door. Okay. I'm going to point behind him and say, holy shit, father, it's Lance. Huh? And while he's distracted, I'm going to hit him with the butt of my gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel confident that even if this connects, Johnny is not strong enough to do actual harm. Don't sell yourself short. This is a surprise close-range attack, so I'll let Johnny connect here. Cool. And honestly, this should be better than the alternative for Flint. Give me a d4 for the damage. And Brandon, in Father Flint's bout of madness, I'm thinking if it's three or four... Maybe Johnny can move you along. You'll be dazed. But if it's just one or two, you might be less inclined to let this room go. Oh, that's four. Again, I'm rolling hot on those D4s. I'm at eight. <laughs> Sorry about that, Father. 
while Father Flint's bout of madness does continue, it's still your job to help these people. You do need a few minutes to recover from that blow to the head. <laughs> you can pick your spot to help people later. Uh, next time. And taking four damage, Flint is certainly going to fall to the floor of this landing. Give me a luck roll, Brandon. Let's see how noisy this fall is. I rolled a nine. What? Yeah, you can catch Flint and ease him to the ground. Yeah, you know, I'm a trained federal agent, so I know how to knock a guy unconscious while making sure he doesn't hit the ground too loud. <laughs> I'm a spy, basically. <laughs> Father, I think we've got to go find Lance and Ellie. They are somewhere in this mansion. We know Eric was outside. They're in here somewhere. We gotta find Lance and Ellie. We gotta find as many people as we can to save. No, I'm with <laughs> you. Let's let's go find people. Yeah, but you know what? Sure, that's fine. So long as those people are wherever Lance and Ellie are, I'm with you. Right, and then we will baptize them in the name of the Lord. Amen. Here we go. You do what you gotta do. That's fine. Okay. We're on the same page 100%. I love it. This is great. We are 95 to 98% on the same page. <laughs> we are we are so much on the same wavelength right now. I really am feeling this. We are with the Holy Spirit. I am so with you. I've never felt closer to you, Father. This is great. Do you want to get a beer after this and just hang out? <laughs> Let's just keep vibing, man. Let's just keep vibing. Yeah. I, do, do you ever just want to paint? <laughs> What's your strategy now for finding Lance and Ellie? How many more rooms are upstairs? It's a large mansion. You think maybe there's 20 rooms altogether? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the rooms upstairs are generally smaller, and it looks like there are 12 rooms up here. You've already seen two of them. On this side of the landing, there are four more doors further down on your left. And across the Great Hall, there are six doors, it looks like. They're all closed. So you'd go all the way down the landing on this side and turn right a couple of times if you wanted to get to the other side. Should we go down that whole hallway, maybe do a couple of listen rolls to see if we can see if there are any other people? Yeah, let's listen in on some of these doors, see if we hear Lance and Ellie. Yeah, or again... People that we can save. Yeah, definitely people we can save also. <laughs> well, let's go around a bend to where we're not in view of this door and go listen there. Okay. And so we did. <laughs> and so we did. You're still in view of anyone on the landing, but you do have some distance on the other side. Yeah, you walk down the hallway and go around the bend. And you come up on the first door across the Great Hall. I think what we can do to make the rooms interesting is to have three rolls on each door you'd like to visit. First, I'll roll a d10 to see what type of room it is. Then, Chuck, you can roll listen for Johnny to attempt to hear something. And Brandon, you'll roll luck for Father Flint. And in your bout of madness, this will help decide whether you're compelled to look for people to save behind the door. Sure. Okay, I've rolled the d10. So you all died. <laughs> Go ahead and make that listen roll for Johnny. That's a 49. So that's a pass for me. And give me luck for Father Flint. Rolled a 28. Okay. But no, I have a 24 luck. Oh, no. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, my feeling is that failing is good here from a survival perspective. On failed luck, Father Flint isn't going to feel like there's anything worth saving behind the door. Technically, luck would be bad for the party in general, but good for the current mental state of Flint. That's exactly how I see it. Flint's indefinitely insane, and luck is kind of standing in as his moral compass. I support that. Also, if I'm the only one listening, can't I lie about what what, what I heard if I don't want to tell him? You can lie, but if the father passes his luck roll, I don't know that it matters. But at least you'd know more about what you're up against. Gotcha. Now, how is Johnny listening? Is he putting his ear to the door? Of course. Okay, Johnny, with your ear against this door, you do hear something, but it's faint. It's almost nothing, but there's something here. It reminds you of wind, but it's not wind. Yeah, it's almost like there's someone just on the other side of the door imitating the whistle of the wind. It's uncanny. And Johnny, as you press your ear more firmly against this door, it feels like the door isn't even there. And you feel something strange. It's almost undetectable. But it's like someone is gently blowing cold air into your ear. Hmm. Father, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a real good feeling about this one. I have a great feeling about this one. Uh, Father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How many times can I hit him with that gun? (laughs) Until I die. (laughs) I'm eventually going to bludgeon you to death just to keep us alive. I mean, it would literally only take you two more hits, I think. (laughs) That would be the best character death of all time. (laughs) Four pistol whips slowly as we were investigating a house. (laughs) And then the last one, I just, I hit him a little too hard and he doesn't get back up. Uh Father, I don't really want to go into this one. Okay. Are there people in there you think that I could save? I don't hear any people. Ellie, Lance, (laughs) nobody. It sounds like some kind of talking wind. I feel like we should just maybe move along. It's okay. If I can't I can't save the wind. We're gone. We're gone. We're gone with the wind. We're gone. Oh god. Okay, that's fine. Okay. We'll go look at the next one. Yeah, I'll roll D10 to see what room this is. Give me a listen roll for Johnny if you'd like to use the same approach here. Uh it's a 40 dead. Hard success. Great, then I just need luck for Father Flint. I got 52, so we are saved. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. This is the combination you like. This room is similar to the wind door. God damn it. In that it's quiet, but you don't hear the creepy whispering here. It's silent. Is it silent? You think it's silent. Son of a bitch. On the hard success, you feel confident that it's silent. 
Well, this is going to shock you, but I'm going to stealthily open that door again. Oh, you don't need to roll. Oh, okay. I'll let you carry your stealth from the terrible room over to these doors. You know how they work now. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and unless you get a particularly creaky door, you'll be able to open them quietly. Cool. Father, you turn the doorknob and then you push. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I know, it, it fucked me up at first too, but I figured it out. Okay, thank you. You open the door and begin to take in the room, Johnny, starting on your left. You see a row of pedestals supporting glass cases, and those contain various objects. Maybe they're artifacts? Yeah, this looks to be some sort of collection, like a room extracted from a museum. Okay, I'm going to gesture silently for Father Flint to come in the room with me. Okay, sure. As you step into the room, there are two large potted plants on each side of the door, and the drooping leaves brush against your clothing as you step through the doorway. The pedestals you noticed are on both your left and your right, you realize. And inside the cases, you see mostly things like primitive tools and pottery. All right, we're just going to stay in here and ride this thing out. (laughs) I'm down, man. Yeah, it's an interesting exhibition. There are some other things in the collection, too. You see carved wooden figurines. There are jades and silks, ivories, and even small bronze statuettes. There's one case that contains just an armature. It looks like an artifact has been removed, possibly a figure or a piece of jewelry. Nothing in here is labeled. Now, these displays I'm describing, you notice them, but the focal point of the room is a massive mural that covers the entire back wall of the room. Is it Vigo? (laughs) It's not Vigo. It doesn't look Carpathian to you. In fact, you're not sure what this is exactly. From this distance, the art looks chaotic. The blackness of the background, which makes up most of the mural, it's reminiscent of the void you've both seen in your dreams. Mm. It's like millions of tiny black brushstrokes converging. And those converge upon two shapes. Are they moving even though they're not moving? (laughs) You know, now that you mention it, the painting is static. But if you gaze long enough, it does seem to be swirling a bit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The brush strokes are almost like winding tentacles, you notice now. Finally! <laughs> and there's some trick of depth happening. If you tried to touch the paint, you feel like your hand would move right through where the wall should be. Now those two shapes, maybe they're figures, they seem to be entangled in the black brush strokes. On the left, there's a large human form. Well, maybe it's not human. It's some kind of creature. And it's painted in a deep red that you'd swear was real blood rather than paint. It's a bit too abstracted to tell exactly what it's supposed to be. And this shape is mirrored on the other side by a similar yellow figure. And this seems chaotic too, just wild brushstrokes. Both of you give me a spot hidden, because this mural seems to get more confusing the longer you look into it. Uh, I got an 81, which is dead on my spot hidden. (laughs) 
I got an 83, which is the opposite of, yeah, thank you. I really, I don't know how I picked my skills. What did I, I don't know. <laughs> I have 40 library use, and that's my highest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there a library in here? Anyway. <laughs> Keep trying all the doors. It, that's in room number five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get to it. And Johnny, you listen in, in this door and you hear books. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, you succeeded on the spot hidden. Can you describe how you're looking at the mural? I'm standing like an appropriate distance where they would normally put the velvet rope in a museum. Good. So you can't quite touch it if you reach out, but you're close enough to notice finer details. Right. But I'm also looking to see what Birdie makes of this painting, if she is enjoying it. Birdie is staring at the mural, but, you know, she stares at everything. I think maybe I was a little too hasty on that Montessori. (laughs) She's not doing anything remarkable, but on your success, Johnny, you do feel like her gaze seems to be fixed on the center where those two shapes converge. Here the figures are twisting. They coalesce into a small black-orange swirl. It's a bit hard to describe, but... The red and yellow are blending to form the orange. But at the same time, there's almost no orange left here. It's mostly black. Here, the brush strokes are organized like orderly fractals. And the fractals are dissolving into a black star. Now, from afar, you didn't notice any of this, Johnny. You're several layers into this painting now. It's absorbing your attention. And you'll notice now that along the base of the mural, it looks like a skyline. Yeah, there are cities and buildings and pyramids and statues, and it all appears to be crumbling. And if the skyline is to scale with the figures in the painting, those are planetary in size. They're massive. Even the smaller central figure. I'm going to point to that one and I'm going to say, Birdie, do you know that one? She doesn't have a reaction to this, really, but Johnny, it does seem like she's looking at that figure. And, you know, often it feels like she's not looking at anything. So this is different. Hey, hey, Father, you're, uh, Uh. you know a lot about religions and stuff. What do you make of this? A lot. What do you make of this painting? Uh, I can tell you one thing. It's not anything Christian. Okay, cool. Thanks for that hot tip. Now that you mention it, Father Flint, this painting is not Christian, and it's certainly not clean. This mural is an abomination. Oh, you goddammit. It needs to be sanctified, is what you're saying. That is what I'm saying. With holy, holy fire. Oh, goddammit, we're gonna burn a building down. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking episode. Father, can we not commit arson for one episode? (laughs) I'm like frantically looking around the room trying to find anything that can be used as as flint, so to speak. (laughs) Damn it. Well, Father, you don't see anything that could easily start a fire, and I don't think you have any matches left. Right. Let me throw this out there, even though I don't want you to do things. Do you still have a canteen? I always have a canteen. You can always scrub something with some water in a rag. And didn't you bless the water in your canteen? Probably. That sounds like something you would have done. 
I did. I blessed all the water that I had. So I'm going to just kind of take the canteen. And I'm not going to use all of it because I think I still need a lot of it throughout the rest of this mansion. But I am going to unscrew and toss, let's say, a quarter of the canteen onto the painting. And are you aiming anywhere in particular? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> aiming directly for the figures. I'm waiting for Johnny make a dodge roll. <laughs> Johnny can't dodge. <laughs> but Father Flint, you can avoid Johnny easily and splash holy water onto the subjects of the painting. So Flint throws the water on the painting. And both of you are going to notice that this has a peculiar effect. The mural absorbs the water. The water just sinks in. And then the mural becomes the water. Mm. That blackness, there's a fluidity to the brushstrokes now. And the painting seems like a reflection in a lake. Johnny, you see cold black water, and it is vast. It is deep. And in the distance, you see twinkling lights. These are stars in the depth of the water. Sure. And there's something else, something falling through the water. Somebody. Is that your old partner, Jack? Those black brush strokes, they're reaching out to you from the mural, Johnny. Give me a sanity check. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that is a hard success. Okay, I won't take any sanity points here, but the painting is too much. You can't look at that anymore. Okay. And when you break your gaze from the mural, you'll notice that the two potted plants near the door, they seem to be moving. The leaves are moving. It looks like they're submerged in water. But there's no water over there. Yeah, Johnny's getting the fuck out of this room. Period. <laughs> I'm following along, man. I did my part. <laughs> you The mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, well done, Father Flint. <laughs> As the two of you head for the door, a gunshot rings out. That was pretty close. Maybe just outside the house? Johnny's still leaving. Sure, but first let's cut over to whatever's happening outside the mansion. Ellie, you're kneeling beside Lance's lifeless body, and blood is pooling around your legs and beginning to soak through your trousers. A final wisp of black mist escapes his lips like a candle that's been snuffed out. Yeah, and I'm sobbing on his chest, but then I'm angry. Okay, what are you doing with that anger? Can I shoot a gun yet, or am I still possessed? Let's find out. Give me a power roll for Ellie. 91. Oh, no, that's not good. Are you drawing your own gun or using the one lying next to Lance's dead body? Drawing my own. You draw up your gun and point it at Colin. It's very frustrating, Ellie. Your arm stiffens and your fingers lock as you feel the subtle bite of something moving over your muscles. You just can't pull the trigger. Well, that was sad. I, I didn't want to have to do that, Ellie. He did challenge me. You're a monster, Colin. 
Look at this. You've had to do all of this just to what? Teach the world some sort of lesson about who you are? You had to hurt and kill innocent people just because they didn't want to listen to you. That's not power, Colin. That's fear. Fear of people figuring you out. Fear that we'd all see what you see when you look in the mirror every day. A spineless, jealous, purposeless excuse of a man who only thrives when others fail. You're not powerful, Colin. You're just a damn coward with enough money to hide it. Well, that was a lovely speech. Thank you, Ellie. And on that, you notice that Brock's face... It's wrong. His skin is pale and weathered. It's hanging from his skull like his face is hardly attached. His eyes are lifeless, they're colorless, and his teeth are broken. He's barely recognizable. Give me a sanity check for Ellie. This is for Lance and for Colin's appearance. 21. I passed. Okay, I won't take any points for this one. Grace, it seems Ms. Bishop thinks I'm a monster. And I think it's time for her to learn. Now, Grace is walking towards you too, Ellie, and she's speaking, but it's not her usual speech. It's harsh and unnatural. Infinitum quad est supra caelum. Give me another power roll. Oh no, 72. Ah, perfectum. And just like that, the circle drops out from under you, Ellie. The world drops out from under you, like it just crumbles. Not that you really notice. You're nowhere, Ellie. You've been ripped out of time. You're just gone. Ugh. Okay, now let's go to the Angry Birds Saloon with Jeremiah. Dust Devil's standing over you, Jeremiah, as you're crouched behind the bar, and his demeanor has changed. He's being more serious and less syrupy now. Wes, give me a listen roll for Jeremiah. 28, which means I failed. (laughs) Okay, do you have enough luck? I do. Can't take it with you. Is it worth it then? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and spend it. All right, how many points are you using? Eight. Leaving you with what? Five. <laughs> Five points, okay. On that, you don't hear anything at first, but luckily Dust Devil's eyes break contact to look past you for just an instant. Then you notice the creaking of the kitchen door as it opens behind you. Well, I believe I'm at least going to draw my gun. Okay, you did make a point that you drew your gun during the chase, so I'll just assume you still have that out. And I'm going to look over my shoulder while the gun is still in front of me, like kind of in Dust Devil's general direction, but not necessarily threatening him with it. So I'm looking at the door now. What you're going to see is a man entering the bar area from the kitchen. He's tall and burly, he has a scruffy beard and lifeless eyes. He he looks like the people who were chasing you in the mines. But he's wearing an apron, and that's covered in blood. He's carrying a large meat hook, 
and there's some gristle on that. Does he look threatening? Oh, yes, he's coming right for you. My mind's telling me no, but my body, <laughs> my body's telling me yes. Uh-huh. In me right now, I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Because it just seems like things are bad. <laughs> Do I blow this guy, <laughs> this guy's head off? And then turn back around to Dust Devil to get him to talk? It's up to you. You do have your gun drawn, so you have the highest dex of the three. Instead of killing him, I'm going to turn all the way around and aim the gun at him and say, don't sneak up on a man like that. Give me an intimidate roll. Let's see if this guy even recognizes a gun. 54. Okay, he doesn't seem discouraged, and it's Dust Devil's turn to act. That piece of shit, I should have killed him. When you pivot to point the gun at the man coming from the kitchen, you'll hear Dust Devil chime in. This is for your own good. And then you feel it. A full bottle of liquor crashes against the side of your skull, Jeremiah. Okay. And, oh shit, that's four points of damage as you collapse face first onto the floor of the bar. Awesome. Okay. Dust Devil has hit me in the back of the head. Yes, and you feel warm blood pouring down the side of your face. You're down to two hit points. Still conscious, but not great. Dust Devil and the other man, you can see them standing over you, but they look a bit fuzzy at the moment. The new guy is holding the meat hook, and Dust Devil's holding a broken bottle by the neck. I'm just going to ask him, what'd you do that for? He knocked the accent out of you. (laughs) You're a loose cannon, Jeremiah. Running off to the mines by yourself. You were about to shoot Mariano here. I told you to keep your nose clean. Keep my nose clean? I was running away. Yeah, running away into trouble. Good one. (laughs) Now stay down there, Jeremiah, and we'll take you someplace safe. You're going to help me? Yeah, I'm going to help you. It's not my place to kill you. Okay. Well, you're not going to cause any more problems for us, are you? No. All right, well, Jeremiah then holsters his weapon and stays down. Like a bitch. Dust Devil's going to start tying you up, Jeremiah. He's going to bind your hands behind your back. Just like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, this is for your own safety. You ain't in your right mind, Jeremiah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. This is just a necessary precaution. You understand. We'll untie you when we get somewhere safe. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> We're just gonna take a little walk. Okay. Are you going to go with them? You're outnumbered. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, they're going to lead you out of the bar, although Dust Devil's doing most of the work. The other guy seems kind of aimless to you. Now, Dust Devil's taking your weapons and your pickaxe off of you, and the other guy's holding on to those. That black stone in your pocket, that's about all you have on you now. Okay. And they're leading you toward those stairs up to the church. You were just here. It takes some doing, but they walk you up those stairs and into the church. Oh, okay. 
The interior is about what you're expecting. There's a nave where the congregation would gather, and there are benches on each side. You're standing under a vaulted ceiling, and you're moving toward the crossing in front of the altar. You notice there isn't really any Christian symbology inside the church. Now they turn you to the right and open a wooden door to a separate chamber. At first, you might think this is some kind of office or storage area, and then you see a steep staircase descending into darkness. There's a weak flicker of lantern light coming from the basement area. Maybe it's just a candle. Now Dust Devil by himself is going to walk you down the stairs. This is just me and Dust Devil going into the dark candlelit room in the church behind the wooden door. So I'm clear? <laughs> That's correct. Is there just like a single couch in there? And <laughs> the other guy's standing at the at the top of the stairs. Yeah, this doesn't sound good. Okay. You reach the bottom of the stairs and you're standing on an earthen floor. You can hear Dust Devil fishing for keys in his pocket. And then he unlocks the door to a cage. At least that's what it sounds like. You can barely see the iron bars in this darkness. They're catching the faintest glint. And Dust Devil lightly shoves you into the cage before closing the door. Oh, super. I'll check on you in a few hours. Try and get some rest. There's a bucket in the corner. And try to keep to yourself, all right? And uh, we'll figure this out after I talk to Father Brock. All right. Are my hands untied? Oh, yes. Once you're locked inside, he'll reach through and untie your hands. And as Dust Devil turns to go up the stairs, you see someone emerging from the shadows in the corner of the cell. The light is barely reaching the floor in here, but you hear shuffling feet. Hello? Friend? Hey. What's up? How did you get here? Ah, uh, you know what just happened in town? Now, Jeremiah, this man looks gaunt, and he's wearing tattered clothing. It looks like he's been in here for 30 years. Oh, how long have you been in here? Time. Funny thing, isn't it? He's very close now, Jeremiah. In fact, he's walking around you in a circle. He's smelling your clothing. You want to settle down there, Sparky? <laughs> My name! How do you know it? We recognize one of Cup's three voices. <laughs> and with that, let's see how Johnny and Father Flynn are getting along inside the mansion. <laughs> You'll remember that the painting on the wall began to liquefy after Father Flint threw holy water onto the main figures, and the leaves on those plants surrounding the door, they began to flow as though they were submerged in water. In addition to all of that, a liquid seems to be bubbling up from the floor in front of you. But it's not water. It's not even dark water. It's more like sludge, black sludge. It's viscous and it's bubbling, and there's black mist over the surface. You almost get the impression that the sludge is a concentrated mist. And the liquid seems volatile. It's swirling, and it's expanding in front of you. Is there a window in this room? No, no windows. <laughs> you might try your luck going through the painting. No, we're going out the door. Still. How do you want to do that? The liquid is covering... 
gosh, two-thirds of the floor in front of you, and it's inching closer to your boots. Are you trying to jump over it? There are just a few patches of open flooring, but those are closing in fast. Yes, very much so. He is trying to, like, the floor is lava, dance around to the places where there appears to be the least of this mist liquid. Well, the most difficult part's going to be the jump. You have to make it about seven feet across to get to the first patch. Give me a jump roll. Okay, I got 50 on that. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, I didn't get it, though. I got a 63. Okay, do you have 13 luck? I do not. (laughs) I think a jump's pretty similar to a throw in that you've already done it, so I'm not sure how you could push it. Really? Jump harder. Yeah, I can't do, like, a little uh, double axle pirouette. I'll tell you what. I love the idea of Johnny failing a pushed roll here, so I'll give you a chance if you want it. Johnny can try to double jump off of the sludge before it grabs hold of his foot. That is a 45. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which passes. Okay, Johnny, somehow you found some buoyancy and sprung from the pooling black liquid, propelling yourself all the way to the door. Okay. And we are the fuck out, and I am not waiting for Flint. Hey. Yeah, I think your main concern might be getting Birdie out of here. Exactly. Don't get me wrong, Father. I hope you come with us. (laughs) I thought we were vibing, baby. I thought we were buds. So Johnny and Birdie, you're out in the hallway. Father Flint, the sludge continues to expand, and it looks like shapes are beginning to rise from the liquid. They're taking on a humanoid form as the sludge coalesces. Now there is a piece of you, Father, that wants to clean up this sludge. I would like to live. I would, I would like to not die in this room. I, I, I'm fine with dying eventually. <laughs> I want to die in a more interesting room. <laughs> but I'm kind of just following the footsteps of Johnny. Yeah, and the jump seems pretty easy now that Johnny's shown you the path, but you're going to have to dodge whatever this thing is that's emerging from the liquid. Its arms are now formed and outstretched. I rolled a 30, and I feel like I can use my luck for that, no? You can, yeah. To get down to, yeah, I I can take out four luck, get down to a 20 luck, and I'm fine with that. That's probably a smart time to use luck. Uh. Father Flint, you very clumsily follow Johnny's path through the sludge, but your feet are just finding their way. At some point you slip, and that's actually lucky because the creature attempts to grab you but misses when you slip. Its arm just goes over your head. I'm like Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) And you stumble out of the open door behind Johnny and Birdie. On your last look back into the room, you see Sludge crawling up the walls and over the mural. Neither of you are sure what you've activated here, but it certainly seems bad for the art gallery. And we close the door. (laughs) Good idea. (laughs) What are you doing now? Uh, Johnny is leaving. Now remember, you heard the gunshot and you thought that was outside. You have a decent idea where that originated. There's a spiraling staircase ahead of you, or you can go back the way you came. It looks like those stairs go down into the Great Hall, pretty close to the front door of the mansion. I gotta get Birdie out of here. Are you leaving to fu- to save people, Johnny? Where are you going? 
Should we split the party even further into just everyone on his own? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to... I mean, if he's insane and he hears a gunshot and it's where people would be, he's going to go towards the people. There's probably bloodstains that need to be cleaned. Yeah, and there's people that need to be saved. <laughs> Maybe. I'll see you in hell. Father, I think... Uh... Yeah, I, I think I, we heard a gunshot. I think maybe uh, maybe Ellie or, or Lance might be in trouble. We ought to go check on them. We got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm, I'm alive. Let's go help them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we are heading down the stairs a bit too hastily, but... That's okay. I won't make you roll for your hasty retreat. You do notice the house is quiet, even quieter than before. It feels to you like an empty house. Well, thank God for that. Is it just we can only see the front door? Is there other stuff? Okay, now you're down in the Great Hall. The front door is directly in front of you. But you can see all the way through to the back door. And there are several interior doors on each side. So if the gunshot came from the back of the house... Father, you reckon we ought to head to the back of the house? You want to go around outside? We should go around. We should take the long way, no? You know, if we take the long way, we can get paws. <laughs> I don't know why that's important, but it feels important <laughs> to me. It's so important. Please do this. Let's go get paws. All right, we're going to go outside and go around the house. Okay, you go through the front doors, and I'm assuming you'll do this quietly? Very quietly, yeah. Except I am going to go, Paws, you out of here, buddy? Where are you, buddy? You step outside, and remember, you left Eric tied off where you climbed up around the side of the house. But Sinead is out front here. You'll see her. And that boar's head, Wilbur, is slobbering, trying in vain to bite her neck. There's no sign of paws out front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I want to go around in the direction where I'll walk by Sinead, so I can just give her a reassuring, All right, Sinead, all quiet. We'll be back for you. Don't you worry. Okay, Sinead seems reassured. And this is going to take you toward the side where you left Eric. When you turn that corner, or peek around the corner, you're going to see five or six people walking around. They're milling about aimlessly, and Eric is lying on the ground, unfazed. Hmm. Paws is there beside Eric, panting. And Paws seems calm, too. Hmm. Eric and Paws are in the direct vicinity of these people. And the people also seem unbothered. They're just wandering. Have they seen us? No, I assumed you looked around that corner before walking out into the open. For sure, for sure. Do they appear to be armed? Nothing conspicuous. You don't see any obvious weapons. I'll note that these people remind you of those folks who were clapping out of rhythm at your welcome reception. Hmm. Father, how do you reckon we ought to get around these folks? get around them. We should save them. Are they in trouble? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) They need their demons excised. They need their demons excised. Well, then I imagine that I can't even stop you at this point, right? (laughs) Uh, Father, I understand. I understand, but hey, let's think this through, and then we can work on how we're going to save them, possibly by ignoring them or going elsewhere. (laughs) How would that work? Wait, wait, let's go back. Sometimes the the best way that you can save them is by letting them make their own mistakes. Mm. 
This is a very special episode of Ain't Slayed Nobody. <laughs> it uh, convinces me as Brandon. I don't think that convinces me as Flint. <laughs> <laughs> While the two of you work this out, I'm going to roll to see if something notices you. Oh, good. It appears not, but what you two will see riding in at an angle off the side of the house is a man on a horse. And the horse is charging toward the back of the house. As they get closer to you, you think this is Dust Devil riding around to the back of the house. And he's in a hurry. He doesn't notice you. Uh, Father, hang on. Let's hide for one second. Don't let that guy see us. Okay. Father, real quick, let's go around the other side of the house, see if there's anybody needs saving over there. Oh, that's great. I didn't know. Great idea. Let's do it. Okay. And we're going to go back the other way around. Okay, sure. Leave no stone unturned. You can look around this corner on the other side of the house, and you don't see any people here, not at the moment. You do see a pair of cellar doors, but those appear to be chained and locked. Now, toward the back of the house, it juts outward. It looks like some kind of tower. You start to make out a garden. You're starting to make out? (laughs) Yeah, finally. (laughs) I think we're alone now. But you can see the edge of some kind of garden back there. You see well-manicured sagebrush and flowers. You're also seeing the far edge of something suspicious, but you'll need to get closer. It's like a ring of light, but it looks very odd under the sun. It's this purplish-blue luminescence. Can we do a little sneaky creep peek around that last corner? Yeah, you can walk up to the tower and take a look around. This would give you a much better look. Oh, hell yeah, let's do that. If you are walking back there, I do need stealth rolls from both of you. That is barely a pass. I got a 73 out of 75. Well, you're good at that, yeah. I got a 46, but... You're not very stealthy? No, I'm not. It's a 20 stealth, 46 roll. Fucking father. As you're walking closer to the back of the house, Father Flint steps on a dry twig that snaps under his shoe. Someone may have heard that, but you can't be sure. It felt quite loud to the two of you. I'm going to roll something here. Sure you are. Oh boy. It's always... Oh, good, 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 good. (laughs) Is Johnny still going to take a look around the edge of that tower? Yeah, and I'm taking my hat off so they don't see my hat. I'm just trying to peek, like, with one eye around the corner real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm leading. I'm behind. I'm, I'm just kind of along for the ride. That's fine. You might be worried about the twig. Now, as you look, Johnny, give me a listen roll. Let's see how tuned in you are. Uh, that is a regular success. Okay, good. Johnny, you're going to see something strange through a dissipating black mist. It looks like Ellie, but she's suspended in time. She's not moving. It's it's like an afterimage of Ellie has been printed on the fabric of reality. Yeah. And instead of the texture you'd expect to see from her clothing and on her skin, she's filled with this starlit darkness almost like what you saw in that mural she reminds you of a negative photograph Johnny 
Is this even Ellie, or is it some kind of illusion? You're not sure. Now I'm going to roll again to see if something improbable happens. Okay, it doesn't. And as you take in the scene around Ellie, it strikes you that no one seems to be paying much attention to her except for Grace. And Grace is making these odd movements with her hands. She's gesturing toward Ellie. And a man walks past Grace. You think maybe this is Colin Brock. You notice he's walking away from a man crumpled on the ground in a black suit. He's motionless. My God, is that Lance? And there are a lot of people out here. You'd estimate 15 more people standing around the garden. And that man you just saw, he's walking toward Dust Devil, who's dismounting that horse. And as your mind races to process all that you're seeing here, you do hear a couple of things from Dust Devil on that successful listen roll you made. I locked him up in the church basement. Yeah, with the professor. And the other man looks angry at Dust Devil. Yeah, he backhands him across the face, and Dust Devil falls back a couple of steps. You're pretty sure this is Brock. Huh. Okay. (laughs) So I'm a little perplexed on what to do here, because this seems like an incredibly dangerous situation. It does. And before you decide what to do next, give me a sanity check on the whole Ellie and Lance situation. Oh, Good. Uh, no, I way didn't pass. Okay, give me a d4 for the sanity loss, then. Three? That's more than a fifth. Yeah, Johnny's going to join Father Flint with indefinite insanity. Cool, cool. We are a rudderless ship. (laughs) Nice. For your bout of madness, Johnny, you mentioned that the situation seems dangerous. And now you're feeling overwhelmed. You have this instinct to protect Birdie, even at your own peril, even at the peril of your friends. Now, you were already protective, but that's heightened. And it's drawn from this feeling of helplessness. Hell yeah. How are you acting on this madness, Johnny? I was going to say to get her out of here. Okay, as you turn around to leave, you see a woman approaching, and she's not that far behind Father Flint. She looks like one of those people you saw around the other side of the house. Maybe she heard the twigs snap. Evening, ma'am. My name is Johnny. I'm sure that my reputation precedes me. Hello. My name is Father Flint. (laughs) Have you been saved? How close is she to us? Like, can I put my hand on her forehead to bless her? You should absolutely do this. I'm sorry. You gotta do it. It's a terrible idea, but it's super in character right now. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I I uh, reach out my hand, place it on her forehead. By the power of the Lord, cast this demon out of you. Okay. She's going to attempt to bite you. And she fails, because the power of the Lord strengthens me. First, give me a luck roll for Father Flint. I rolled an 11, so... Oh, wow. This demon demon gone, baby. This demon gone. Get this shit out of here. (laughs) So what happens is Flint puts his hand on the woman's forehead. And as far as you're concerned, Father, you saved her. 
this worked. But what actually happened is the pressure of your hand simply redirected her, and she's now turned to walk off in the other direction away from the house. The Lord has saved this woman. The Lord has saved us. Let's continue with our mission to God. Give me a group luck roll. Johnny, that's going to come from you with the lowest luck. God damn it. (laughs) 61, no. Yeah. Father, you now think you hear some conversation happening out behind the house. It sounds to you like there are a lot of people out there. Oh, fucking God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Maybe some of them can be saved. You just saved this woman. You're good at this. I'm just going to slowly start making my way to that crowd. I'm not like rushing, but I'm going to I'm going to get there in a minute. And I am going to attempt to physically restrain him from doing so. Fucking come at me. <laughs> Give me opposed strength rolls. Okay. Not not great. Uh, I failed mine. I'm one under mine. I got a 44, I'm 45. God damn it. Okay, yeah. So, Flint, you're able to fight through Johnny, who's trying to restrain you here. Get off of me. I'm on a mission from God. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like I'm not going to be able to stop Father Flint. So I'm resorting back to my bout of madness, and I'm getting Birdie out of here. What does that look like? I'm going to hop on Sinead, and I'm going to go find Jeremiah. Okay, as Father Flint makes his way toward the garden and Ellie begins to come into view for him, Johnny and Bertie can ride back toward town. Is that what you had in mind? Yeah, I'm, I have decided that he said they've got somebody locked up at the church and that's got to be Jeremiah. Now, Johnny, you do hear a sad howl. That's pause as you're riding away from the mansion. We're going to come back for pause. We're going to come back for pause. He's fine. He was just laying there. They weren't messing with him. He's good. He's with his people, probably. Okay, you're riding back into town, trying to get to the church. And as you pass between the Angry Bird Saloon and the hotel, you notice something new off to the left of the general store. It's across the street. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a wagon parked here. And there's a blanket spread over the dirt next to the wagon. And on the blanket, there are different curios on display. (gasps) Yeah, it looks like there's a conquistador's helmet on there. And the wagon is filled with books. Sitting there in a rocking chair between the blanket and the wagon, Johnny, you see Ida. She doesn't acknowledge you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. 
For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash Slade, or subscribe to Ain't Slade Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.